listening to New England Public Radio News. I'm Carrie Healy, and this is The Shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. Joining us today, Mike Dobbs from the Reminder Newspapers. Also with us, Matt Safransky, the man behind the Western Mass Politics and Insight blog. Welcome to both of you. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Okay, and this is the final shortlist of 2015. So we'll be asking you to think back on the year that was and the news that made it exciting and frustrating and terrifying or even fun. So let's start with you, Matt. What was the biggest story from the region in 2015? You know, I I was thinking about this coming in, and I actually think turnout is the biggest story of 2015, whether it was turnout not being very much in Springfield and its mayoral election, the person who leads the city, compared to a place like Holyoke, which has had record turnout in municipal elections. And these types, the the amount of public participation, as well as the legitimacy that um, the electeds get from having so many people turn out, has an incredible impact on both the region and the individual community's um, reputation outside of uh, the Pioneer Valley. Hmm. What do you think, Mike? Do you agree with that for a pick? I, I think that that's a very astute thing that Matt's brought up because Matt's a very astute guy. Um, the, the, the interesting thing about the turnout is that we've seen a continuation of incumbency, uh, which I think is very interesting. A lot of times when you get a lot of people to the polls, that's sort of an indication that you're going to see some sort of change. Mm. Um, in Holyoke, there was a very heated mayoral race. There was no change. Uh, a lot of smoke, but ultimately no fire. So uh, I, I think that's great that people are paying attention to these things. At the same time, I think it's fascinating what their choices are. What's your top story, Mike? My top story is going to be happening December 20th, and that's the closing of the exits on the viaduct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is going to be the gift that we'll keep on giving for the better part of uh, for more than two years. And I, I, I'm very, very fearful about what it's going to be doing to uh, the business community. I'm fearful what it's going to be doing to tourism. I'm fearful what it's going to be doing to, to those of us who are forced to go north and south in, in this region because it really is going to uh, have a very major impact on all those things. So you do see it as impacting just people passing through and not the ones who work in the greater Springfield area? I, I think – I think already people are trying to find alternatives north-south. So if you're in Springfield, you may notice that Maple Street, Chestnut Street, which parallels 91, is getting more and more traffic because people are saying, I don't even want to go down there now, much less when the exit starts to close and everything starts getting uh, diverted. So I, I think it's going to have a huge potential economic impact. Remember, the Big E's 100th anniversary is next year. It is. Um, and they're already fearful, and justifiably so, about what that's going to do to their attendance. And that has a huge economic uh, impact uh, on so many other businesses here. What do you think of his idea? I, you know, it's not something I think about a lot, but I really should. Um, I, I recently, uh, you know, I don't have a reason to go to uh, Holyoke as much with the elections being over and uh, another job I have not being up there. But, um, you know, I could just imagine, you know, how horrible I was thinking about that myself. You know, I'd probably go on up Roosevelt Avenue. I live in Springfield and just mm-hmm. take the pike to the mall, which just seems like a totally bizarre notion. But it would be, I think, necessary given what a mess that's just going to be in downtown on 91. Well, we'll find out. Okay, those are are the stories that made the headlines or are making the headlines. But what about the ones that didn't? Mike, what would you say was the most underreported story of 2015? 
Well, I'm not sure if it was underreported as much as people have forgotten about it and they're not thinking about it much, and that is the construction of the rail car factory uh, on Page Boulevard here in Springfield, uh, a return to Springfield's manufacturing roots, um, certainly a return of someplace that actually is going to provide middle-class uh, living wage jobs to people. Uh, you know, we had a big burst of publicity about that, but most of our attention when it comes to economic development has been about MGM. Mm. And people really aren't thinking about what's going to be going on there and its real impact. How about you, Matt? What rises to the top for an underreported story for you? Well, like the like, like Mike said, I'm not sure underreported is the best uh, uh, word, but definitely didn't get as much attention a, a, as it could have, which is historic preservation in Springfield itself. Now, it was, you know, it, it was a heated topic in all of MGM's approval process, but I didn't think it got the, particularly the intricacies of how historic preservation law works in Massachusetts and the polit- relationship it has to politics. We talk about in Springfield how we have these. Great great historical assets. And the truth is we don't do enough to actually market them, to leverage them, to maintain them. And it would have seemed that the what MGM wanted to do in that area would have been a perfect opportunity to have that conversation. And then we have the mayor wanting to boot three members of the historical commission that disagreed with MGM's proposal. We'll see what actually happens. I don't think we're going to see actual nominations until the new year. But it, that it was such a very impactful thing for something that we tout about Springfield so much, and it just didn't get the the in-depth level that I think it richly deserves. Hmm. Maybe those are the things that should be rising to the top for 2016, but what if they aren't, are going to be the big stories for the region's new year? I think that, at least in the first few months, it's going to be all about Connecticut, namely the casino process there. Um, if they approve uh, in the third casino up there, it's going to change a lot in terms of what our expectations of MGM is going to be, what MGM's own expectations of its project is going to be. We won't know that until at the latest uh, May. That's usually when the uh, legislature wraps up, but uh, we could know sooner. And that will, if they start getting shovels in the ground before anything significant pops up in Springfield. We might see more news coming out of MGM. Mike, what do you say? What are the reminders, big stories going to be next year? Oh, well, uh, I wish I really could make the news. It would make it a lot easier for me than actually reporting it. Uh, I will have to concur with my colleague Matt, though. I think that the ongoing drama that is MGM is going to dominate a lot of things. Um, We've just had this revelation about its principal construction company getting its uh, hand caught in the cookie jar in in New York. That's an ongoing issue. Um, I I think that the biggest thing is is whether or not MGM will spring yet another surprise in the change of its plans uh, on the Sarno administration and and how that actually affects things. So um, MGM is is a, a beautiful onion of a story, many layers that keep getting revealed. Food court, no buffet. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure we'll be keeping our eyes out for all those stories in 2016, as will our guests. Matt Zafransky, the man behind the Western Mass Politics and Insight blog, thank you. Thank you. And Mike Dobbs from the Reminder Newspapers, thanks to you. Thank you. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to The Shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. I'm Carrie Healy. This is New England Public Radio. (laughs) 